world is all bad, okay? It's just the Bible says that men's hearts, women's hearts, are evil from birth. You're born to be bad. You didn't know that, right? Did you ever look at a two-year-old and have to teach them to do bad? Uh-uh. You don't have to teach people to do bad. It's normal. You're fighting to teach people to do good. That's why we have police officers. They're not out there teaching people how to do bad. They're trying to keep everybody straight, okay? So there's always a fight to keep everybody doing the right thing. So it, it is something to where, you know, our hearts are already bent towards that. So we don't want to have spiritual wrecks. Today I want to talk to you about it's time for us to, to be fruitful and multiply. It's time for us to be fruitful and multiply. So I'm going to ask you some questions, and you don't have to answer it out loud. I'll probably answer it for you. How many in here today would say that being broke is cool? I mean, you ain't got no money, nothing. You're broke, and you just go, wow, I love this. This is amazing. I don't have any money today. I don't have any money this week. Has anybody ever been excited about having no money? Mm -mm, nobody. How about this? How many would say that being sick is okay? I mean, when you get sick, you go, wow, this is so cool. I love this. Fever, 110, hospital, IV sticking out of you. You know what I'm saying? Nurses yelling and screaming all over you. I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff. No, 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 no. Nobody thinks that's okay, okay? But sometimes we go through these things. Did God create sickness and poverty? You know, when he was creating the, the earth and he was on his day four, maybe he said, you know what? I'm going to throw a little poverty in there, a little bit of sickness in there. The first two chapters of the, the Bible have no record of God giving us poverty, giving us lack, giving us sickness or disease. Nowhere, okay? Did God create us to be sick and broke? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. A lot of this came from the fall of man. When Adam and Eve messed up in the garden, it released something that they had no idea was going to be released on the earth, and it's still affecting people today. It's called sin. It's called the curse. It's called sickness, disease. It, it's really called the devil took control of the earth, and he began to spread lies and disease and anything else that he could spread on us as human beings. And I'm thankful that Jesus came to take that away from us. Amen? That we do have a place that we can go to receive our healing and to receive financial blessing. Genesis 1.27 says this, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be what? Fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God has made us to be fruitful and multiply from birth. God desires that we reflect Him and His kingdom on the earth. I believe that in 2020 is going to be a year that we are, are more fruitful and we see our finances increase. Only if we do some of the things that I share with you today. See, a lot of times Christians, and this is where a lot of people just kind of live half-hearted for God after they get saved. You get saved. And you go, woo, woo, and Jesus is a big deal. But we'll say to people, come to Jesus, and Jesus will make your life what? Better. That means when you become a Christian, your life is going to be better. But then over time, we begin to see Christians that are struggling 
in debt, hurting, going under, losing houses, losing cars. We see this in the Christian community, and I don't believe that was ever God's design is for us to just put our focus on receiving Jesus. I remember Jesus coming and saying, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. That means there was a new kingdom that has just been brought and presented to mankind. It's called the kingdom of God. That means that now when we get saved, we don't have to look to the earth to provide for us any longer. We don't have to look to the hospital to heal us any longer. We don't have to look to these things to do this. We have a new kingdom that we can look to. But a lot of times we only teach and preach on the surface of you're saved, you're going to heaven. Whoop, whoop, hallelujah. But yet most Christians are getting their brains beat out between salvation and between the time they leave the earth. It should not be. We should be being fruitful and multiplying every single one of us. And today I want to take us on a journey to where we kind of get a little bit of the meat of God's word of what is going to help us be fruitful and multiply. Because I believe everybody in the room wants to be better at the end of the year than you are right now. I believe everybody that gets up wants to, wants to increase financially, not decrease. You're looking to be better, every one of us. And a lot of us are just fighting, we're toiling, we're wrestling around every day, you know, working hard, getting another job. And, do, and, and don't get me wrong, hard work is a part of it. But God never intended for us to be so busy that we don't even have time to do anything for Him. And He didn't want us to be so broke that we can't even hardly help anybody. I mean, what if God was on His last leg, limping along? Well, I might have a little bit to share with y'all this week. I don't know. It's cost me a lot. Been a lot of people messed up. Bank's a little bit low this week. I mean, really. I mean, we, this is, we're supposed to be representing our Heavenly Father on the earth. I mean, when they see us, who are they supposed to see? The goal is Jesus. And the way they see Jesus is how our life is being presented. What we look like. How things are going. Man, I remember when Tina was here, but my God, look at where she's at now. You see, that is what starts changing a community. It's when they start seeing God moving us from glory to glory. That don't happen just because you come to church. That's been the sad part about this. People think just because I go to church, then all this stuff's just going to work for me. It's just going to work. And then they get in a pinch, they get in a bind, and things ain't, they get way behind. <laughs> they should have threw that in and get a pinch and a bind and way behind. Then they start wondering, why is this happening to me? I'm a Christian. I'm trying to serve God. I'm trying to do the right thing. Why is this happening to me? It could be because you've never left the elementary truths of the Bible. You're still in elementary school. And it's time to go to the middle school. Eventually, you'll get to the high school. Next thing you know, you'll get your high school diploma. But the reality is, there's a kingdom that we're supposed to be reaching into and bringing it to earth. And when we have needs, we're not to look to the banker. We're to look to God. God don't want His people in debt, never. And I believe that 2020 is a year that let's make a war on debt. Amen? Let's say no more debt. But don't stop there. Let's expect God to increase us. Let's expect God to bring us up higher. I mean, if God, my Father, your Father, has everything, is He stingy? Does He not want to give me some of it? 
I mean, is he looking down from heaven and going, bless his heart. Oh, man. Oh, I wish he was doing as good as me. Really? No, no. There's got to be a way that I can get what he's got. There's got to be a way. Just like when you go to Walmart and you fill up your buggy full of stuff, you're going to eventually make it to where? The cash register. Now, I can tell you, they're going to scan it all up, and they're going to say, your total is. But guess what? If you just look at them and say, my daddy's going to take care of it. Yeah, he's he going to take care of it. They're going to put all your stuff behind the counter, and they're going to call the mental hospital. Come get this chick. She's, she ain't got a clue. You know what I'm saying? No, you're going to have to reach in your wallet, or you're going to have to reach in your pocketbook, and you have to give them some money. Then you walk out with the stuff. So money helps us operate on this earth. You have no money, you're going to be doing without a lot of stuff. Money is the monetary thing we use on this earth to be able to do the things we need to do here. Okay? Well, in the kingdom of God, it's your faith and trust in God that reaches up to heaven and pulls things out of heaven. It's faith. It's trust. That means when the world is saying one thing, that means when your friends are saying another thing, when your body's saying something, when your checkbook is screaming out, when your job screams, well, it don't matter. You look to God, His Word, and the kingdom of heaven and say, Father, I believe your Word. And you reach up and you take what He's got and you believe you have it in Jesus' name. Now, it may not appear on the first day, but if you'll stick with it and you'll stay in faith, You'll continue to thank God and praise God. That which you believe for, you shall receive in Jesus' name. Amen? Because, see, the devil don't want you to get what God's got. Because he knows that when you believe and trust him for something and you get it, what's that going to do? That's going to encourage you. That means you're going to want to go back to him again and again. And then sooner or later, you're going to start looking different. That means sooner or later, stuff around you is going to start getting a little bit nicer. Increase is going to start coming. I'm telling you, man, it's a lie of the devil that we have to be poor, we have to be broke, we have to be sick. We've been taught all our life, guys, most of us, that sickness is just a part of life. You're just going to have to deal with it. When, when the flu season, I mean, we hear it all over. When the flu season comes in, we have Christians that will absolutely say, well, you know, when it comes around, man, I usually get it. I always get it every time. I'm thinking, let me get away from you. Huh. We are not to talk that way. I'm way ahead. I, I got I to read some stuff, guys. Hallelujah. I feel like I could just preach it without even looking at this, but hallelujah. I got the definition for fruitful and multiply. Fruitful means producing good or helpful results, productive. We should be productive. Multiply means increase or cause to increase greatly in number or quantity. These are the two things that should be characteristics of our life wherever we go, whatever we do. Fruitfulness and multiplication should be happening in our life. I'm telling you guys, we should look at money, we should look at stuff as just tools for His glory. I'm telling you guys, I mean, man, I'm telling you, this year I want to give more than I've ever given in my life. Not because I got more. No. I mean, my Bible says when it says bring your tithes to the storehouse, what did it say? Prove me. God said, prove me. Bring your tithes to the storehouse. And then he goes, I will open up the window of heaven and pour out a blessing that you don't have room to contain. Hello? I don't know about y'all. I got a lot of rooms in my house. 
I guarantee you. Bring it on, God. I got plenty of rooms in my house. I could open up a door right now. Move a little bit of it out of the way. <laughs> but I'd have room to put some stuff in there. I mean, if God's as big as he says he is, and you always hear that, you can't outgive God. You ever heard that? Oh, brother, you can't outgive God. Amen. He can't outgive God. Amen. I mean, they get excited about that. How about we try? I want to try this year. I mean, I want to try this year. I want to see if I can go broke giving him money. I guarantee you it won't happen. We're supposed to be living off our giving, not living off of our working. See, we got it backwards. We feel like, man, we, we got to work. We got to live off of our earning. And the problem is, is, can I go ahead and say this? It ain't never enough. Many of you guys, y'all don't have enough. I mean, y'all are doing okay. I mean, you're paying the bills. You got a little extra money in the bank. But, man, if something happened right now bad, you in trouble. I mean, man, there's going to be a hole in the ship. <laughs> We're going to start sinking, okay? But I'm telling you what, when you're on God's economy, whoo, never a recession, never. But we got to do it God's way. And you got to release this stuff. We're married to things, man. We got to let these things go. God wants to get us great things and give us a lot of money. Why? So we can be like God on the earth and give away and help people. Man, I want to be the day when, man, there's a brother or sister here that needs a car, and God taps me on the shoulder and says, Nathan, would you go get them a car? Oh, yes, sir. I sure will. Let's go, baby. We're going to go down there and buy them a brand-new vehicle. Cash. Why? Because I got it. He's giving it to me to give away. Hey, you know what? That, that family over there is really struggling, man. They, their house is in a bind. I mean, it's really bad. They, they need a place to live. Hey, Nathan, will you, will you go buy them a house? Yes, sir, Father. I sure will. Baby, get the checkbook. Let's go buy somebody a house today. Is that not rewarding? Is that not fun? That's what being rich means in God's kingdom. But yet the world, and even church folks, you'll hear them say, oh, that prosperity gospel. I ain't a part of that prosperity gospel. Uh-uh. I, I ain't a part of that. No way. Well, I agree. There's a lot of cons out there. And I'm with you on that. We ain't a part of that stuff, okay? That's crazy. I'm talking about us, God's kids, being very rich so we can go get more God's kids. What's wrong with that? I mean, if you're hurting and somebody comes up and gives you money, do you go, whoa, 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 whoa wait a minute. Let me pray about it. It may be God's will for me to stay this way. No. You're going to say, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And it's going to bring relief and aid to you. See, the one thing the devil is afraid of is not just somebody that's saved. Bethany, you ready for this? Preacher girl, this is my preacher right here. Next preacher right here, she's going to be preaching. You said I could say that, I believe. <laughs> but the one thing the devil really hates even more is a Christian that's rich. <laughs> when you talk about money in church and people just get quiet. Cause for effect. Money is not bad. You need to understand that. The love of money is bad. When you love it, that's bad. Okay? I'm going to get to some scriptures here probably by tomorrow, but <laughs> there's people in this Bible that did very well. And we've got to change our mindsets, guys. 
I mean, I'm telling you, we was raised, I mean, even today, I mean, you're told getting married, you know, man, look, there's a 50% chance you won't make it. It's almost like we're being told how to fail in life right off the bat. We hear negativity all the time. But in God's kingdom, there is no negativity. You do it his way, you win 100% of the time. And it's my job as a pastor to at least give you something to help you win in life. Not just to give you just, you know, the whoop, whoop, and then go home. I want you to be a success in life. And I want you to know God wants you to be successful. So how does this happen? How does the fruitfulness and multiplication happen? In Genesis 8.22, we see this right here. Now, this was, this was the Lord talking to Noah right after the flood, okay? The flood had subsided. They've landed on dry ground. He had given them some animals to sacrifice to him. So this is tied to that, that he brought the animals off the boat to sacrifice unto the Lord because, you know, when you mess up in sin, it always required blood to cover the sin. That's why sin was so dangerous. That's why it is, it's even bad today. So he offered those sacrifices to God, but then it goes to, to verse 22, and it says, God is saying this, As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night. Now, we all would probably look at that and go, okay, I got it. Y'all understand that? I mean, every year. I mean, we have winter, we have summer. Every day, we have night, and we have day. I mean, y'all see that every day, right? It happens. And we also have cold and heat. And he says we have planting and harvest. This is a law, guys. This is a, a law that God established of sowing and reaping from the beginning. And that law is at work today whether we believe it or not. We are planting seeds all the time with our thoughts, our words, and our actions. Your heart is the ground in which these seeds are planted. And if the ground is good, the seeds are going to take root and grow and produce fruit. Did you know that as you sit here today, you were once a seed? I preached a message on that. Hallelujah. I need to preach it again. That was a fun one. Hallelujah. But you, <laughs> you are a seed. You were a seed. You came from a seed. Every one of us. Your seed went into the woman's sweet little compartment there. And she fed you for nine months. She took care of you. She nurtured that seed. And that seed grew, grew, and grew. Should we go? Keep going. Hallelujah. <laughs> but the reality is everything starts with a seed. Everything. Hallelujah. What we plant in our garden or our heart is what we will harvest in this life. What kind of seeds have you been planting in your heart? Do you really want what you have been sowing? Galatians 6, 7 says this, and I'm going to read through 10, but Galatians 6, 7 in the New Living Translation says, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. That means God's justice will happen. He says, you will always harvest what you what? Plant. Then he goes on to say, those who live only to satisfy their sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. So many people give up right when God's about to hand them something. When something's about to break in your life, they shoot out the back door and go do something stupid. And God can't, he's got to hold on to it. I'm telling you guys, this was written to Christians. This wasn't written to a bunch of saints. This was written to Christians. 
So what it's saying is, is you may be saved and you're going to heaven, but in between, if you continue to choose to please yourself all the time, it's going to not go well with you. There's going to be a lot of things in your life that die and decay and don't last and don't work out. Is what he's saying. He's not saying that you're going to physically die. I mean, we're all going to physically die. Y'all do know that, right? Nobody gets out of here alive. We're, we're, we're going to die, okay? Now, I know if you're under 20, you're probably thinking, there ain't no way. I've been there. Are you kidding me? I'm living forever. No, you will. There's nobody walking around from the 1700s. We're going to leave here one day, okay? We're gone, all right? But the reality is, guys, I mean, you know, if we will take our lives and we will give them to the Spirit of God, to God in His way, it's going to produce life-giving things in our life every day. That means the things in our life will last longer. We'll do better. I mean, man, I got stuff in my house that just won't die. Why? The life-giving power of God's working through all my stuff, not just me. It's working through everything I have. And I'm telling you, when you continue to give yourself to God, I'm telling you, those are the things that will happen. But he says, don't give up. Man, don't give up. Then it goes on to say this, and I love this. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially those to the family of faith. That means to the people in the church. If the church don't look good, we ain't going to be good. If we don't have the resources, we can't give the resources. So in the church, I want this to be a place to where when you come and you struggle and you're doing without that that don't happen no more. We're able to help you as a church. Because I'm not trying to build my kingdom. I'm trying to build his kingdom. I want to see his kingdom come. And there's hurting people in this community that need our resources as we get them from God. That's why I expect God to bless me. That's why I want to be a millionaire, a billionaire. Okay, I want to be rich. Why? So I can sit at home? No. And count my money? No. I mean, I'm going to live as though I got a hundred. I just want to have a couple million to where I can go help somebody. Amen? Because I'm telling you what, you want to put a smile on somebody's face? Go pay their debts for them. Go get them out of bondage, which is debt. Help them out. Go feed somebody that don't have no food. You know, I'm telling you, man, you drive in the driveway with a brand new car, and I promise you, you have friends for life. If they didn't know God, guess what? They're going to at least think about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, let's put God in some stuff. Let's use these material possessions to bless humanity. Don't get married to them. Man, when God gives you something or you get blessed, and you let it, let it be to where if God speaks to you and says, give it away, you let it go. Why? Because he wants to get you more. Amen? I knew a guy one time, man, he was a big Harley-Davidson guy. Anybody like to ride motorcycles in here? Y'all like motorcycles? I'm believing God one day I'm going to have a Harley. Oh, man, I want it, baby. I want to rumble. I want to thunder. I mean, I tell pipes. I mean, when I ride by a house, I want the pictures to fall off the wall, man. I do. I know you probably don't see that. I want to be on a Harley, and I want to be in the Hell's Angels preaching the gospel. I want to be right there where the roughest people are. I don't know. I just have a dream, so that's my dream, okay? So I'm sharing it with you. Hallelujah. Uh, Pastor Nathan, coming on about, whoa, 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 baby. I'm just, I'm, I'm excited about it. Anyway, um, but this, this, this preacher, he really had a love for motorcycles. Every city he went to, he had to find out where the Harley-Davidson shop was. I mean, hey, where, where's your Harley-Davidson shop? Where's your Harley-Davidson shop? Well, man, God tapped him on the shoulder one day and said, hey, bro, huh, this ain't going to work. It's becoming your God. These Harley-Davidsons that I'm blessing you with, you're getting, you're getting wrapped up in them. You've got to let them go. So, man, he shut shop down. He got rid of all of them. He gave, gave them all away. Just shut it down. Gave them all away. 
And for maybe two years, he said that, you know, he just didn't even focus on it anymore. He just preached the gospel, stay focused with God, get with God. And then one day God tapped him on the shoulder and said, okay, now you can have a, you can go back to, you know, riding your bike again, get you a bike, you're good. So he did. He went ahead and got him a Harley Davidson, started riding again. But then he just, he saw somebody else that wanted one, so he gave it away. Well, then two more came back. So he started giving those away. And it started coming back even more. His wife finally said, hey, bro, <laughs> stop it. This is no more, okay? I'm just saying, guys, don't let stuff get a hold of you. When you make somebody else's life better, he's going to make your life better and better and better and better and better. Don't complain where you're at. Give where you're at, and you will get out of where you're at. Complaining is going to cause you to remain. You start giving what you have away. I mean, I mean, still pay your bills. Don't be knuckleheads, okay? I mean, pay your bills. And this goes for teenagers, too. Teenagers be waiting, well, you know, I ain't got but a little bit of money. Let me tell you something. Your mom and daddy ain't going to buy you everything you want. But what if you started giving away stuff? What if you started taking the money you do get and started giving it as the Lord would lead you? You start blessing other kids in the school. You start doing stuff. And watch God knock on your door. Hey, how you doing? We got you a car out here. Do what? God brought you a car. Don't wait on mom and daddy. Are you kidding me? Man. Knock on their door one day and say, hey, mom, dad, somebody just pulled up and gave me $100,000. I was going to give you all about fifty. let you all have a little bit to help you all out. I'm sure they'd be happy. I'm just telling you guys, God wants his kids. It ain't about money. It ain't about, I'm just telling you, God wants us blessed. He wants us to be multiplying in life. Hallelujah. If you're not happy with what's happening around you, you cannot blame anyone but yourself. You are the one who either planted the seeds or allowed someone else to plant them in you. If you don't want tomatoes, then what do you don't do? Don't plant no tomato seeds. If you don't want defeat in your life, then stop planting defeat seeds. Now, I want to say this and stop in just for a minute. Many of us in this room, maybe at a young age, and you may be thinking about this when I start saying this, have had people speak some very bad things over you in life. I don't want to, I don't want to just be easy with that. Some of us at a young age have had some harsh words said to us. And maybe even to this day as an adult, you can reflect back and it just still, boom, it's like a big neon sign that, man, my parents said this, my grandparents said this, whatever. And I don't want to dismiss that. But I will say this, your success determines you saying goodbye to that. You're going to have to let that go, okay, because that don't define you, all right? God's word defines you. And his word is the only word that matters. And I know that's easy to say when you've been through such a hard situation. But I want to say this, get past that with God's help and let God bless you. Amen. And don't ever be a mouth for the devil. Don't ever say something evil or harsh to somebody. We are responsible for the seeds we plant. How do we plant seeds in our life? I said it earlier, through words, actions, and money. God has called us to be fruitful and multiply. We have the responsibility of being fruitful. Then God does the multiplying. He will multiply in your life. It's your job to let it go. I mean, the farmer plants the seeds. Does he get up underneath the ground and start pushing the seed up? All right, come on, corn. Let's go. Let's get it going now. All right, hey, 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 come on, carrot. Come on, green beans. Let's go. No, no. He plants the seed. He waters it. He steps back. But do you think he expects a harvest? Or does he do all that work and plant them seeds and stuff and just go, man, I, you know, I did all this work, but I really ain't expecting nothing to happen. But we'll have people in the body of Christ bless their heart. Walk up to somebody. 
give them something or bless them. And then you'll hear them in a conversation over here. And you'll even hear this uh, in the church. They'll be like, yeah, man, I give, but I, I don't do it to get nothing. I, I do it because I love God. Y'all ever heard that? Y'all know you shake your head. You have, okay? You've said it probably. I have too, <laughs> okay? No, I don't, I don't give to get nothing, Nathan. That's not my heart. My heart is just to give because I love the Lord. Really? Did the Lord tell you to say that? What scripture are you standing on? Nowhere in the Bible does it say that right there. He wants us to expect him to bless us. Just like a farmer expects that seed to bless him. Now, we don't do it necessarily. Now, I know what you're saying, and it's not necessarily a bad heart, but we should never speak negative over something that we're doing. Never, 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 never. Now, you don't publicly say it in front of them. Hey, I'm giving you this seed, and I want you to know, Lori, that I'm expecting God to give me more money back. You hear me? You don't do that, okay? I'm talking about you and God alone. When you give your money and you give stuff away for, to advance the kingdom, when you're alone with God, you know what you do? Father, I just thank you. I thank you, Father God, for the opportunity to be a blessing. And, and then you pray over the, the seed you gave somebody. I pray that what I was able to bless them with will help them more than they ever know. I pray that, Father God, it, it, just, it helps them get where they need to go. And I'm asking you, Father, for more so I can be more of a blessing. You see what I'm saying? That's the heart I'm talking about. I'm not talking about I want more money so I can go get more things. You ain't going to be blessed anyway. You ain't going to get nothing. Amen? You ain't going to do without. Hallelujah. We don't want to be like that. Proverbs 13.3 says this, The one who guards his mouth, thinking before he speaks, protects his life. The one who opens his lips wide and chatters without thinking comes to ruin. You know that person that just goes, yak, 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 well, I got to speak my mind. You know, if it's on my mind, I'm going to tell you what I feel. You know what? You're going to come to ruin. It's going to bite you sooner or later. Did you know that the social media, movies, music, podcast, TV, etc., you hear and see are producing good and bad seeds in your life? Satan has been very clever to use every form of communication to get bad seeds in our heart. Your ears and eyes are gateways to your heart. The devil is constantly trying to get us to believe his lies about us and our life. He gets us to stumble as we let others plant the wrong seeds in our heart. I mean, as we're watching this stuff and we're hearing this stuff, we got to guard our ear gate. we got to guard our eyes, man, what we see. Those images, man, when you see something that's, that's not good, it sticks with you, okay? When you hear bad things, you'll be singing that bad song as you leave the store and not even know it. Why? It starts getting down in you. And then what happens is, is it corrupts the good seed that's inside of you. The Word of God is the good seed. That's why we get the good seed into our heart. That way, if a bad seed shows up, the good seed says, Whoa, huh, get out of here. We ain't having that in here, okay? It, it, it arrests it right off the bat. But if we don't do it, that bad seed will eventually take over the good seed, and then you'll begin to start your life will begin to go the way of the seeds you planted. And, it's just, and, and the devil's clever, and he, he knows that. That's why we got to watch what we say. You know, stuff like this, you will never amount to anything. You don't have what it takes. You're not qualified. Maybe one day. Now, those same kind of statements, they hurt. And others may say things like this and even more. But then sometimes we help the devil out. You know, I'm ugly. I'm fat. I'm too skinny. I just can't do it. I will always be broke. They are better than me. Or they do a better job than me. I just, I'm just not as good as them. 
I'm not a good parent. I fail all the time. I never have enough time. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. Man, I'm busy. You busy? I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. What about you? I'm busy. I'm real busy. Does your life get any slower by saying that? Mine hadn't <laughs> at all. But what if we started watching what we said and started planting seeds of life that, that actually started turning our life in a way that we could honor God and spend more time with Him and change things in our life? It takes us just as much energy to say, I'm blessed, as I'm not going to be able to make it. It takes just as much energy to say that I'm going to be okay. I can do this. I can be an overcomer. I can overcome this. I will succeed. It takes the same amount of energy as it does to say something else. And we're planting good seeds in the ground that will harvest great things. Proverbs 18.20 says this, A man's stomach will be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. He will be satisfied with the consequences of his words. Your words have consequences. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it and indulge in it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. Your heart is a spiritual production center, and the seeds you sow will grow. This will work. There is work going on in the side of every one of us. The Bible says, as a man thinks in a heart, so is he. Every word I let get into my heart is a seed that will grow and produce a harvest in my life, good or bad. Friend, I want to tell you right now, <laughs> what you say over your life is, a, is, is, is very important, okay? I mean, that's why I, I live my life not to ever say negative stuff over my life. Because if I do, it's giving the enemy some ammo to use against me and to turn things against me. I'm just not going to do it. I don't care how sick I am. I don't care if my nose is running, my throat's hurting, and, man, I'm on 15 different medications. I'm healed in the name of Jesus. Father, you are working in me. The healing power of God is working through me. I resist this in the name of Jesus. I stand like a soldier. I mean, I do. I put on the armor of God, and it's on, game on, baby. I'm not going to accept his junk. It may come. It may knock on the door. It may get on me, okay? But I'm telling you, I'm going to fight the devil with the word of God. Because I'm a child of God. You're a child of God. And we're not called to accept his junk. And when he comes, you know, and brings this stuff, we got to be, man, we don't sit around and pet it. Don't entertain it. Don't look for sympathy. Well, when I'm sick, everybody takes care of me. Woo, I like this. I had somebody say that the other day. I mean, man, I mean, she had some type of bronchitis. I mean, man, she was really sick. And she said, man, I kind of hated to, you know, get over it because everybody was just babying me. I'm going the heck are you talking about man ain't nothing about no sickness man i like you know what i'm saying but i just i want to see revolution church win i want to see you stand up when the enemy comes in like a flood to to to, to hinder your life take your money away take your finances away hurt your kids hurt you you don't just give in and you don't have to call the pastor you got the word of god and you're bold as a lion and you tell him get out of here in jesus name well, I did that one time, and he didn't leave. Well, you stay on it. What do you mean? I'm telling you right now, man. If somebody breaks in my house, and I shoot you one time, and you don't leave, I'll shoot you again. I mean, what are you doing, man? Get out of here. You're trying to take something that belongs to me. And health belongs to you. Prosperity belongs to you. Blessing belongs to you. A right mind belongs to you. Amen? These are the things that are ours. And the enemy wants to come and try to take it. And I say, no. No, God's called us to be fruitful and multiply on the earth. 
farmers plant seeds, they water the seed, and then they see the harvest plant that they planted. You plant seeds, you water the seeds, and you will see the harvest of what you sow. Do you really want what you sow? You check up on your own life. What do you say? How do you act? I mean, many of you guys are in debt. You're shaking your head. I know you're in debt. Okay? The first two letters of debt are D-E, right? What's the first two letters of devil? Let me tell you this, guys. Debt was never the plan of God. It's not His plan. Now, sometimes we'll start there. And I'm not saying it's bad to get a loan and start there. But, guys, we've got to turn this thing and shift it around. Because if you are owned by the bank, and the bank decides to want to come get your land and your house because you can't pay it, guess what they can do? They can come get your stuff. We've got to quit being so in a rush to get stuff. And we've got to begin to let God allow. Jared and Carrie, you guys are going to be blessed. I'm telling you, it sometimes looks like you're not and you, you kind of live within your means. But I'm telling you, your best days are ahead of you. Amen. I'm telling you, you are going to reap the things you sow, prosperity, health, abundance is coming to y'all. I mean that with all my heart. It's coming. It's coming. I'm telling you. You stay faithful. You stay faithful to God, and you watch what happens in your life. Stay faithful. Don't you draw back. Don't you quit. You be determined that, no, God, you said that if I did this, you would do this. I mean, when God says, Katie, I tell you what, you prove me. It's between me and you, okay? God and you. Prove me. Now, I'm not just saying this about money, because I'm going to say something else real quick in just a minute. But I want you to tithe, and I want you to give, and then you watch what I do, Katie. Now, this is you and God. This ain't you and some Joe Blow preacher. This ain't you and some Joe Blow, you know, somebody conning down the road trying to, trying to get money out of you. Come on. If you give $1,000 today, whoo, it's going to bless you today. Oh, come on, you know. We ain't talking about that, okay? I ain't talking about that. That's crazy, okay? I'm not into that. I'm talking about Katie and God are having a conversation through the Word. And she stumbles across Malachi 3.10 and, and sees God saying, Hey, Katie, won't you prove me with your money? Prove me. So what has she got to do first? She's got to do it. And then what's God going to do? He said, I'm going to open up the windows of heaven, and I'm going to pour you out a blessing you can't, you can't handle. And then he says something else. I'm going to rebuke the devil for you. Woo! The devil trying to kill me, and I get to team up with God, and he's going he to stand with me when, when the enemy comes in. Hey, hey, hey. So am I supposed to expect the window of heaven to open? Yes. I'm doing what he told me to do. Amen. And I know sometimes that can be a struggle because, again, the world preaches, don't give to churches. You know, those preachers, all they want is your money. You're looking at one. I don't want your money. I don't want your money. I'll say it even bolder. I don't need your money. It's not about me and you. It's about you and Him. Amen? You and Him. I'm trying to get you connected to God. Because if you'll obey Him, you'll watch and see what happens. Do it for a year. Just do it for a year. Just say, you know what? I'm going to do it. You know, I make $100 a week, so I'm going to give God $10. Here we go. Come on, God. Here we go. And that may be a stretch for you, but do it. And watch what happens. You're, I'm telling you, your life will change forever. And then you step out and you start doing something a little crazy. And going maybe $5 over that 10 
Maybe you buy somebody a latte. Hallelujah. Uh, Ma'am, I got that. Sir, I got that. How much was that latte? $25? You got that. You got that. Sorry. I ain't getting that latte. That's too much. Hallelujah. But the reality is, is you just made their day. You become a blessing. Hallelujah. And that's where God's wanting to get us. Not attached to our stuff. Just attach it, letting it go. Letting it go. And as you're letting it go, you're reaching back and there's more. Woo! Hallelujah. Where's all this coming from? Next thing you know, you're in a place that you never dreamed of. You're giving like you never thought you would give. Because God is our example. And did he not give something away called Jesus? Do you think that was hard? Try giving one of your kids away. Now, you may want to, but I'm just saying, <laughs> if you love them, giving one of your kids away. And watching somebody beat your kid, kill your kid, hang them up on a cross, mutilate them in front of the world, and see how that would make you feel. He did that for us. He gave so we could give. Man, how dare us get saved and get turned on to God and then wrap our hands around this stuff when it could be a blessing to somebody. I mean, some of us have got so many clothes. You walk into the closet. What am I going to wear today? Or they may say, I don't have nothing to wear today. Man, there needs to be a hand come out from behind them clothes and slap the living dog out of you. You just stepped over 25 outfits to get to one that you don't like so you don't have nothing to wear. We got so much stuff, guys. What if we begin in 2020 to be so generous that we stepped out by faith, trusting God that He was going to provide for us. He's going to take care of us. And watch what He does. I don't care where you're at. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how much money you got. You want your situation to change. You're going to do it God's way. You got to give. You got to give. If you want to continue to work to the bone, get six jobs, work all day, day and night to try to make it, you can and God will let you. And you'll make it. But you'll be war slam out. And you won't have time to enjoy nothing. The Bible says in Proverbs that the blessing of the Lord makes you rich. And it adds no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord. And everywhere I say, I read in Genesis that he has commanded us. He blessed us and then he told us to go multiply. He told us to be fruitful. Man, Hallelujah. This works with our health, finances, emotions, relationships. 2 Corinthians 9, 6, and I'm about to close. But this I say, who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. If we want more of something, what do we need to do? Let me hear it, church. We got to sow. Your, your blessing is in you releasing what you have. Jesus, I mean, God did not reap a harvest of souls until he gave away Jesus. He gave away Jesus, and then he's reaping a harvest of souls. If you want to reap a harvest the way God wants you to reap a harvest, you got to let go of stuff. You can't be greedy. You can't be taking all the money, and it's just for you, and you're spending it on you. You're giving it away. 2 Corinthians 9.10 says this, Now he who provides seed for the sower, so if you don't have money, ask him for it. He will bless you. He'll give you some, some tomato seeds and carrot seeds. And bread for food will provide and multiply your seed for sowing. That is your resources. You get that? Your resources. And increase the harvest of your righteousness, which shows itself in active goodness, kindness, and love. You will be enriched in every way so that you may be generous 
And this generosity administered through us is producing thanksgiving to God for, from, from, from those who benefit. When a farmer plants a seed, does he expect a harvest? Yes, he does. When you sow your finances, do you expect a harvest? Well, you should because God has promised it. God says that he will multiply seed that is sown. When we give for the gospel's sakes, I'm planting seeds in the kingdom of God. When I give tithes to my church, I'm planting seeds. When I give to the poor, I'm planting seeds. This works in every area of life. When we sow love, what do we reap? When we sow peace, what do we reap? When we sow mercy, what do we reap? Grace, what do we reap? When we sow help, what do we reap? And it's the same thing with money. When you sow money, you're going to reap money. But you've got to get over this thing. Some of you guys just need to have faith in God and quit having faith in you. Amen? God wants you to get out of the way so he can get in the way. Man, get God involved. I don't care if you're on a Social Security check, disability check. I don't care if you live in, you know, Uganda and you ain't got but $2 a day coming in. If you start where you're at, God's word never fails. He will propel you. Again, I'm trying to get you connected to God. Amen? It ain't about me. I don't care. You ain't got to give a dime here, but start somewhere. You know, give. <laughs> you know, start with me. I don't have money. Well, bake a cake and go give it to your neighbor. Hey, man, this is what I got, man. I just want to bless you. Hallelujah. Here, boom. Have a great day. Father, I thank you. <laughs> you're blessing me. Glory to God. You're blessing my family. You're, I'm start where you're at. Be intentional with it. You want 2020 to be different. I'm telling you how your 2020 can be different by the end of the year. I mean it with all my heart. God prompted me to speak this. I did not even think about this right here. But he prompted me. Why? We need to hear it. Some of you guys that have been faithful in your giving, and we have. We're faithful givers. But I'm saying, I want to go more. I want to go more. I want to give more. I want to give till it hurts. Hallelujah. <laughs> you ever know when you let go of that? Mm, ha! Hallelujah. I want to be there. When God says, Nathan, give that away. And I'm going, get thee behind me, Satan. You ain't getting my thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? No. Everything we need in life is in the seeds we sow, good or bad. God wants us to be rich in every area of life, guys. It's not about just material. He wants you rich in your health. He wants you rich physically. He wants you rich mentally. He wants us rich spiritually. You know, Isaac was experiencing this a long time before we ever even read these things. And God wants each one of us to experience this way. You know that men and women in the Bible are just examples that we should be able to be inspired from? If he did it for them, would he not do it for us? Now let's look at Genesis 26, verse 12 and 14 as we close. Ben, you can go ahead and come on up. Genesis 26, 12. It says, Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. The servants there would have been kind of like employees. We see that he was so rich that a whole nation envied him. One man. Friend, I, I want to tell you something. There's a reason why the devil fights this so bad. It's the reason why the devil encourages even some Christian people that we shouldn't be thinking about increase. That we just need to give because we love God. And you should love God to give. I, I'll tell you right now, you ain't going to give unless you love. 
If you don't love God, you ain't going to give anyway. I mean, what did God say? God so loved the world that he gave. So his love came before giving. So you're going to love, okay? But my point is, guys, the devil don't want us to tap into the kingdom of heaven way. He wants us to stay in the world's way, to think like the world, act like the world, live like the world, but yet call ourselves Christians. Okay, we're saved, we're Christians, yeah, we're going to heaven, but we're not going to renew our mind, we're not going to think like God, act like God, live like God, we're just going to go to church, hear a good message, and then go home. God is saying He wants us to get past that. If we're going to be a part of this last day move of God, if we're really going to see the revival, you do know that revival and church service and gatherings, uh, they don't come free. I mean, if the church is ever going to go to Atlanta, you know, like Passion, this year, down in, in, in the dome. Do you think they uh, donated that dome to them? Uh-uh. No. They paid thousands of dollars to get that. There were some people that were generous enough to stroke checks to sponsor that right there. What about you? What about me? Do we desire to be the one that can stroke a check? And you teenagers going to school, what could your generosity do to your school? What if you quit judging and you started giving? I mean, what would your school look like? What if you started as a teenager going to school and looking for the hardest, meanest people and you started blessing them? You started taking some of your money, your stuff, and you started changing your school. Instead of being like them. Instead of walking by them and ignoring them. And like you, you, you just, I'll leave them alone. They're crazy. They're idiots. Man, come on, guys. I'm telling you, if we'll start giving like God, we're going to start seeing results like God wants us to see. And I believe that God is very pleased with the fact that he gave his son away and he's seen millions of people say yes to Jesus. Now, here's a lot more that we want to see. But I would say God has got a return on his investment. But he wants more. And it's the same thing with each one of us. He can't bring us a return if we ain't never going to invest. That's just a fact. It works that way, guys. And many of you guys are faithful givers. Like me and my wife. Many of y'all are. Y'all give. Man, our church is blessed. We don't owe no man. We love them. But I want to see us all get out of debt. I want to see you guys be willing to eat rice and beans if you need to. Let's get out of debt, guys. Let's do this. Let's own things. Let's don't let things own us. Don't let banks and, 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 and investors own our life. That's not the only way you can get a house and a car, young people. You can get a house and a car without getting any loan. But it starts right now. And if you think, well, I'm just too young. I'm just going to church because, I, you know, my mom and daddy want to go. Well, then that's all you're going to get. That's all you'll get. Then when you get to be 20 years old because you think you know it all at 16... You're going to be in the same place as 90% of the world. Student loans, in debt. There's people out there that give you money all day long. Adults, we got to start being adults. We all got to start saying no. We don't have to have the latest greatest. We don't have to have the, the best. We can get by with what we can get by with. Let's get out of debt. I mean, how many of y'all in this room would say, man, I'm so glad I'm in debt. Y'all love writing checks to people and paying interest. I mean, you get a house, a 30-year loan, and you pay for that house two times over at least. 
You bought two houses for one. Three houses for one. That's true. There's sometimes you, you, you get a loan and you over 30 years you're going to end up paying so much. Your interest will be more than the house is worth. Is that God's will? No, it's not. Let's don't do things the way the world's doing them. Let this year be a year we start setting our compass in a different direction. And let's begin to go after God in the kingdom of God. Would y'all not agree with that? Is that okay? Hallelujah. Let's all bow our head and pray. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus, and we just thank you. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done, what you're doing. I thank you, Lord, for the word of God. You're such an amazing father, and that you love each one of us. And today's message was not what you can get from us. Today's message is about what you want to get to each one of us. So I pray, Father God, that I delivered it the way you would have me deliver it. That, Father, I pray that every word that was spoken will, will, will fall in their hearts, Father God, as seeds. And it will grow and, and it, will, it will become all you called it to be. And I thank you, Lord, that we are going to be givers like never before. We're going to trust you like never before. And watch you take us from glory to glory. In the name of Jesus. Father, we love you today. As we close the service and as we wind down, if you're here today and you say, you know what, Nathan? You know, some of the stuff you said I understand, some of it I don't understand, but maybe you're here today and you just don't know Jesus. Maybe you're here and you say, you know what, Pastor Nathan, I don't know Jesus. This whole kingdom of God thing you're talking about sounds good, but I, I don't know Him as my personal Lord and Savior. Well, today's the day you can make that right with Him. So if you're here today and you say, you know what, I want to know Jesus more. I want to come into a relationship with Him. I just want you to be bold. I want you to raise your hand and say, Nathan, pray for me. We're not going to make fun of you. Pray for me. I'd love for you to pray for me to receive Jesus as my Lord. Be bold. Hallelujah. Maybe you're here today and you say, you know what, Nathan? At one time I knew Jesus, but I've kind of went my own way. I've started to do my own thing in life. And you want to make that turn today. Let me pray with you. Please let me pray with you to come back to Father's house. If that's you today and you say, I want to get a new relationship started today with Jesus, just raise your hand. Say, pray for me. Pray for me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, the good news is you can look up at me. I guess all of y'all are second, you know, Jesus' second cousins. So y'all on fire for God. That's good. Hallelujah. I'm just playing. Continue.